0: Hello and welcome back to the casual crew. Today I will be talking about some NBA predictions, giving you 1-15 uh, through 15 on the East and West, and where I think each team will fall, and then giving some award predictions as well. So, let's get into it. hello hello welcome back to the casual crew today it's just me fletcher talking about some nba talk um have not gotten to talk about the nba unfortunately um because it's been so chaotic with uh, all the other sports going on really want to talk about mlb too but we'll just see if there's enough time for it um and today in this uh episode I pretty much just want to give my picks for how I view um the standings. Unfortunately, we're about uh 7 games in for some teams. Um so, we have like the smallest glimpse of how good these teams are going to be um which you know, my bad. <laughs> Um, I, I meant to get this out sooner, so it would be like a preseason pick, so we can just call it an early season pick of how I view the teams. So, uh, you know, I apologize for that, but, um, let's get into it. I'd like to talk about a few things that I have seen so far, just, uh, small topics, nothing too crazy, but, um, let's first start with the, uh, East And, um, yeah, so to kind of start off in the East, um, I have the Bucks at number one and I'm going to try and do this as best I can to show what I thought going into the season. Um, you know, there are some like mid season or like really early season stuff that you know, I slightly already kind of know about some of these teams, so, you know, apologize, apologies for that, like I said earlier, but I have the Bucks number one, Celtics two, um, and that one could switch, uh, like, you know, as we know right now, everyone sees the Celtics as the number one team in the whole league because of how well they have looked, um, which I I definitely think they're good, but I think that's already an overreaction because um we do this with the Celtics every year. They start off really hot or they'll have good games in the middle of the year where they win by 50, like they already had a 50-point win and then we kind of like, oh yeah, this this team's the best team in the East. And then they'll go through this like weird slump in like January or February, and then they like are one of the worst teams in the east all of a sudden, and I just think that's gonna mess with them a little bit um although I do think the roster is very good right now, I just think uh a few i don't know i I'm still not totally sold on a few things um I do think like Jason Tatum just kind of needs he's been like one of the best players in the league I just feel like he like needs to take a step up from that I think he needs to be like the top five player that he has the potential for he just hasn't really like approved it to us because you know he'll have this great year but it's just like never quite enough to like get over the hump of anything or you know this and that but have the 76ers at 3. I just think they find ways to win regular season games um, and kind of with that they don't have Harden who I don't I don't know. I want to like Harden, but he just seems like the most toxic person in the world. Like if he doesn't get his way or what his idea of his way is, then he's just going to implode and I think they're going to benefit From that, but you know, they traded him. I think they got like solid pieces out of it, but it's pretty much just like washed up role players who can definitely make an impact and they will win regular season games for that reason. Um, I just don't see them like making the biggest impact on like playoff. Um, at four, I have the heat. Um, this one slightly might be because of what we've been seeing so far. Um, I think the Heat will get back on track because they always do, but, uh, yeah, this team has looked underwhelming so far. I still think they'll figure it out because they have Jimmy. Um, you know, they they just have a solid enough roster to win a lot of games, but I do th- I wouldn't be surprised if you know we see them in the play in again based on how they're playing. Like they're just not playing very well. Um and then at five I have the Pacers. Um I really like the Pacers. I thought they got way better. Um just like adding the depth they need. They're still pretty young though, so I could see them um dropping games that they should win, like against Charlotte, for example. Tyrese Halliburton had forty-one, maybe should have won that game. Charlotte is um doing a little better than I thought they were this year, or were gonna do, at least up to this point. And it's still not crazy because they're two and four, but um, I, I think the Pacers will win a lot of games. At six, I have the Raptors. I think the Raptors just have this insanely deep team. I just don't know what they're going to do with it. Um, they don't have like an all star, but they just have very good, solid players. Um, and i think they'll they'll do they do this every year where they're like oh we're kind of around 500 should we sell or like give away everything or should we try and you know make a push for the playoffs and then they make a push they fall short or they make the playoffs but they play you know the bucks or something i don't know it's it just seems like we're going to keep doing that with um the raptors but i do think they will make t- the regular playoffs uh seven i have the hawks um i just think they always do well enough to where they're always going to be that seven eight seed um i just i don't know i don't even know what they need to be better honestly i mean obviously a little bit of depth and some better role players but they're they practically seem like the same team every year and just don't ever get better from that. And that's uh that's kind of unfortunate. Um at eight I have the Nets I could see the Nets really trying to trade for someone and maybe move up this, but as of right now I have them eight because um like, you know, some of these other like the Raptors and stuff is don't really have like that guy and they have i think better that guys that can like get you a bucket or win you a game over the raptors but um i just think either you know with their trade day, trade deadline stuff they're going to i just think they're going to like take some time to really figure out like where they want to be and stuff and right now they're 3 and 3 um again it's still so early it's hard to like really tell um but I think they're good enough to beat teams below them, but make games competitive against better teams, but not like actually win them. And I think that's gonna like kind of hurt them a little. Um, at nine and a half, the Cavs. Um, I would probably like switch the Heat and Cavs. Uh, you know, but both teams are struggling mightily. The Cavs are three and four. Um, I, I just, I don't know where to view the Cavs right now. Um, like I said before I had like, I don't know, maybe this is another one where I'm like basing it off of what we're seeing so far. It's just, um, the injuries that they have right now are killing them and, uh, that's not helping them at all. So maybe I'm being a little harsh on their thing right now. And they probably will push into the top six and not have a playing game. Um, I I just kind of feel the Cavs are the same way. They're just like going to be one of those teams that are solid, but and like being close games, but just not win a lot um, of the games they need to. Um, That's that's just like kind of where I feel about them. I I think the Cavs need to make some trades or some changes because um, I, I think they just have a ways to go still before they're really competing in the East. Um, after the Cavs at 9, I have the Magic at 10. They round out the playoff or the play-in. And uh, the only reason I have the Magic up there is because pretty much the teams below them I just don't see making enough impact. Um I don't know. Could Charlotte's like playing alright. New York is like good enough. I love the Pistons the way they're looking, but they're not like winning already. They're the Pistons are two and five, so that's not a good start. Um I wanted to put the Pistons here, honestly, but based on the fact that they're not winning these games, I think. I think the Pistons will be like the Thunder, where they'll be this super exciting, fun team to watch, but they're just like not gonna win a lot of games, and they might start winning enough to where they're like creep into five hundred, but it's still like gonna keep them out of the playoffs. Um, but um, yeah, that's how I feel about. Charlotte, I then have the Pistons just because I like where they're at. And then I have the Knicks. The only reason I have the Knicks this low is because I think they trade everyone. Um, Julius Randle, I don't know. Or I could be completely wrong and they trade for someone. But based on the Knicks doing what the Knicks do, they never trade for anyone like they say they will. And I think maybe this time they do something instead and trade everyone. Um, Julius Randle has looked not very good so far. Um, I think Jalen Brunson. Jalen Brunson looks fine, but um, he doesn't look like what we saw out of him last year. Um, I think that's maybe just a little bit. We're seeing a lot of the Team USA guys like adjust a little bit back to NBA ball, so I think he'll be fine. But I just am not super high on the Knicks. And then I have the Bulls and Wizards. To me, these two teams are going to battle out who's worse. Um, And I think the Bulls, I have the Bulls at 15, but they could really make a shot because I don't even think this roster will make it to trade deadline. They already have locker room issues. They have good guys. Zach Levine is an all-star. DeMar DeRozan, all-star. or like potential all stars, like these guys are solid. You know, they have Vucevic who is also a very underrated center, even still. Um they I just if they're already having trouble with this squad and already have been struggling to put something together with this squad in past years too, I just don't see that changing. And unfortunately we'll see the end of uh this Bulls era who Maybe if they don't lose Lonzo Ball, we might be talking about a different story, which is very crazy to say, but um, yeah, I, I don't know. Not much to say about them. The Wizards are just the Wizards. They probably have one of the worst rosters, and then they have Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma leading that roster, and that's just basically street ball. I feel bad for the head coach and all the other players. Jordan Poole's is going to put up like maybe three 50-point games this year. Kyle Kuzma might have one himself, but they're just not going to win games. Um, But that is everything for the East. Uh, I'm Going to move on to the West. And uh, the West is super competitive this year. I think the East will, you know, have some good teams at the top. But uh, I really think the West is going to make kind of the the big moves, and uh, I'm going to stick with the Nuggets being won um, for obvious reasons. They're defending NBA champs. I really don't think they got any worse this offseason, so, and they were number one last year. Uh, I think they will probably have the best record in the league, and yeah, I mean, not much to say about them really. I just think they'll, they'll keep up with that. And then I have the Lakers at number two. Um, Kind of struggling a little bit right now, but I think they'll easily figure that out. Um, This roster, I think, is pretty good. It's just a matter of like if these role players can figure out how to play with LeBron. Um, Which, ever since he left Miami, has seemed to be kind of the story of LeBron's career. Because people always clown these players like, you know, it seems like Gabe Vincent might be the next guy up. Um, You know, Kendrick Nunn played horrible, but I don't think Kendrick Nunn was bad. You just seem to join, and I will say, joining a LeBron Lakers team is worse than, like, joining a LeBron team or a Lakers team. Because pretty much... If you play for the Lakers, you're expected to like play amazing or the fan base is going to like hunt you down. And unfortunately, that's just the reality of it. I think it's totally unfair to the players because you pretty much have one bad game and then you're all of a sudden the poster child of being the dummy that anyone can beat on because, you know, you just, it's easy for Lakers fans to just point fingers, um, But then also on top of that, you have LeBron and the pressure of playing with LeBron. And, you know, again, ever since we saw him leave the heat, players have struggled to play with LeBron. We've seen, you know, very solid players just kind of falter at times. Uh, Like J.R. Smith had his troubles. We've, you know, like I said, we've seen it. Ever since he left the Heat. I feel like the Heat was the last time players could live up to the expectation. And I don't think that's really talked about enough or given enough credit. Because to me, Gabe Vincent, like Tareen Prince, a lot of these players that are struggling right now for the Lakers, like they're good players, especially like Gabe Vincent. But, you know, just the reality of the fact that you have to hit a wide open three because LeBron everyone gravitates to LeBron and you know this and that I just think it's that I don't know I think the Lakers will figure it out but I think really truly the fan base needs to like give them a break because this is I would argue maybe one of the better Lakers rosters they've had because it seems like now they maybe have a big three or Lakers rosters since LeBron has been there, because now they have a big three with AD, Austin Reeves, and LeBron. I think the LeBron um, minute thing is going to go out the window real quick. Um, I see why they're doing it, because I think they want to like keep him playing, because if LeBron's not playing, the Lakers are a little lost. But I don't know how like LeBron has to play. The Lakers don't look like the same team, and unfortunately that's the reality of it, but... It doesn't seem like Anthony Davis can really, like, put together, like, he can at times and, you know, will do it. But it just seems like Anthony Davis will do it for two weeks and then he'll get injured himself. It's just, like, too much fatigue. Anyways, though, um, I have the Suns at number three. Uh, I just think their roster is too stacked. I think their bench is much, much better than a lot of people are giving them credit for. Eric Gordon, um, who's, you know, pretty old, I still he's still playing, like, solid. I think he's honestly an underrated veteran because he was on the Houston teams for so long. I just think he's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. And, uh, you know, if D-Book plays, he was actually looking like a solid point guard, um, which was very impressive. Uh, he's just gotta play. I really need everyone to play. I don't wanna go through this Nets thing again or another busted super team because players don't play uh especially because d book will go off for like thirty and then sit. You know we haven't seen Brad Beale. I don't know when we're going to see him, but we need to see him soon, but I do still like the suns uh sun's at three. Then I have the Warriors. Um, this one's a little based on what we're seeing so far because I thought this whole Chris Paul experiment was going to be a disaster, but they actually look kind of solid. Um, and the Warriors are just going to win games. They're going to find a way, especially if Steph Curry is playing. He's truly one of the most like unguardable players, and if he plays, they're just... I don't know. And the thing that's like working for them is they pretty much have Steph Curry as the shooting guard playing off ball, which, you know, was already a nightmare at times. But like, wow. Now, now they just have him doing that pretty much all game. And the dude's quick release, just laser pointer three is just like, I don't know. It's dangerous. It's dangerous with him not taking the ball down. Because now they can just screen and get him open. And actually legally screen, you know. Because the Warriors don't like to do that. Anyways. Oh, brother. I have the Lakers twice for some reason. What team did I mean to put here? Alright, I got that figured out. Uh, I had the Lakers twice. And I had the Lakers at 2-5. and five, Or... Ranked two and number five. That obviously can't happen. I figured out I didn't have the Timberwolves anywhere, so I placed them. But at five, I have the Kings. Um, I think the Kings, you know, only got better and will keep improving. Um, they've been a little underwhelming so far. But you know, it's still so early in the season. I think the Kings will figure it out. Um, I love Mike Brown as a coach. Love him. Love him, love him, love him. All because he made Sabonis look like, you know, just like a top three center in the league. Which, no disrespect to Sabonis. Sabonis is like a very versatile big, but they just used him perfectly in their sort of version of the triangle offense. And I think it worked out perfectly for them. I really think. They figured out what they wanted to do immediately, and Mike Brown used exactly the talent he had. He used all the shooters in the correct ways, and just had everything work out perfectly. so I think they'll be fine, and I think they'll I think they will get back on track and to round out the um overall playoff, or like the one through six, um I have the thunder, and I could be biased here. But I think this is kind of where like they figure out where everything is. Giddy has looked incredible so far um you know we saw flashes of it here and there, but Giddy has looked just so much better than I could have imagined. His shot is made huge huge like strips um you know Shea is still looking like Shay uh Chet has been awesome. I think one thing that we do need is we need another big depth. One thing I was telling my buddy uh, Ricky was I really want them to, uh, I really wanted the Thunder to pick up Porzingis. He was like, oh, like, you know, why Porzingis? But I was like, I don't know. I just feel like you have Chet. Playing and then you saw Porzingis in, you know. I don't know. It was it was kind of greedy to have like two 7-foot guys who can spread the floor. But the Celtics obviously kind of saw what I did. Um but they obviously kind of wanted to use him in different ways because of Robert Williams. They already have him, but I kind of like saw that vision for the Thunder. So I do think um, if they want to keep going the pace they want to, I think they'll have to kind of uh, maybe pick something up for that because we, we love our small ball right now. And we're without uh, Jalen Williams from Arkansas who will come back, but he's he's a power forward for sure. Even though we play him as a center, he's just like – smaller and very smart defensively um but you know i'm interested to see how the small ball experiment works with perimeter defenders all over i think there are some some teams that like this is going to work wonders on but then i think there's other teams that it's not going to work so well on and you know with that being said i think teams like um the pelicans um the Warriors kind of are hard because they can match exactly what we have, so that kind of makes it difficult. But I just like where the Thunder are going. I can see just everything that they're trying to do, and I see it being successful. I just want, you know, kind of a a depth big to help that out. And then at seven, I have the Timberwolves, the missing team. Um, I don't think. I'm I'm kind of curious with the Timberwolves because I really just don't like their roster, but they find ways to win games, and I think they'll kind of do that. I was kind of it was kind of difficult for me with the Pelicans and Timberwolves. I think they'll both take the seven and eight, um, spots. It could really flip flop. Uh, I just kind of like the Timberwolves because of Anthony Edwards. How. He was playing last year, and then going into, you know, the Team USA, he looked exceptional as well. Um, And then, like I said, I I like the Pelicans. Um, I really like them if Zion Zion Williamson plays. But, you know, up to this point, we've always had that question. Um, I think he does it this year i think he finally plays enough but when he's playing and he's like just playing well he's like he's exceptional like when he was playing i want to say was it two years ago after he came back from the other injury and he played like that 20 games and looked like the best player in the league for that 20 games i i could see something like that uh occurring again but I just want him to play the whole season. Like, please play the whole season, Zion. Please. I I need to see it. Everyone needs to know what your true potential is, you know? Anyways, after the Pelicans, I have the Mavs. Um, this one's kind of interesting because the Mavs are, you know, looking very solid right now. They are 5-1. But, uh... I just don't like Luca. This is maybe the year he finally gets his MVP. He's going to get one eventually. It's just a matter of time. Uh, but I I'm just so up in the air about the Mavs. I don't like their roster outside of Kyrie. Um, and Luca Tim Hardaway has looked awesome for them off the bench though. Like the seems like they kind of have an identity right now. So if they can keep this up, I could be totally wrong, and you know they figured something out. I just don't, I don't see it happening. I struggle to see two primary ball handlers trying to lead a team that just never seems to work out. Um, not saying it can't, because Chris Paul and James Harden were a hideous game seven away from like going to the finals, so you know, it can work. I just I I struggle to see it actually like coming to fruition. <clears throat> um and then after that I have the Clippers. I don't like the Clippers at all. Um I love Paul George. I love Kawhi. I love Russell Westbrook. Those are three dudes I love. But first off they have to play you know, that's the the Clippers' story. They got to play. Um, and then they just, I don't know. I don't like James Harden, like I already said. He's a phenomenal player. I don't think he's the same James Harden that we've seen, though. And I really don't think this is going to work out how they think it is. Maybe five years ago, this would be the greatest team ever assembled. But... Unfortunately, I just don't see that now, especially with um. Just, I don't know how everything's played out up to this point. I want to be wrong because I love Russ. I'm a you know Thunder fan. Russ is Russ is my savior. Um, Kawhi is awesome. PG also played for the Thunder. I love love him for that, but I just I don't I don't think they make any strives to be better and that's like assuming the players don't play and stuff and like they're star players and just the Clippers being the Clippers um with that being said though I have the Grizzlies at 11 um right now they're like currently they barely you know got their first win so a lot of people are kind of counting them out I think they'll miss the playoffs but Ja is so good when he plays. I hope he can kind of get back to that. He's like easily the most exciting player to watch. Um, it's just he misses so much. He's going to miss so much time this year that they could fall like too far behind. And I think that's pretty much where they're going to be. They're going to be too far behind and can't crawl back. Um, at twelve, I have the Spurs, and the Spurs are difficult because, um, you know, everyone's buying into the Wembenyana, Wembenyama hype, and for valid reason, um, he's insane, uh, truly insane. Like, I don't think we'll ever see a seven four guy move like he does, uh, you know, and it always seems to. St- be like, oh, yeah, we we say that, and then we see something more spectacular. But, like, a 7'4 dude moving is fluid and smooth and just, I don't know. It, it's so impressive to watch because you would think he is just a KD reincarnated, and then all of a sudden he's, like, 4 inches taller, and KD is 7 foot. Like, KD shouldn't be doing what he's doing. And then Wembanyama is just doing that, and then taller. You know that's just insane. The big thing that I have with the Spurs, though, um, is one they're very young, and two, uh, I, I just don't like some of the supporting cast. Not that they're bad. I just don't think they're enough to win games. I think next year, though, this team. Could be pushing for like a th- five seed um four or five seed but i still think they're like one year away and i'm probably going to be wrong about this they'll probably be the team that like sneaks in over an underwhelming team but i just i have them at 12 right now the last three could really be a toss-up um we have the jazz the rockets and the trailblazers um, I do think the trailblazers will be last, and I could honestly see them like getting the first pick, which would kind of be crazy because they would just have scoot um at the number two pick of last year, but I just i don't really like their roster scoot's been struggling uh they're just a long way away from. You know, I mean, obviously they're going to start a rebuild. Damian Lillard just went to the Bucks. So there's a lot of things that, you know, led them to this, um, unfortunately. But uh, I'm hoping at least Scoot can have a good rookie year because I really like him. I think he is very good. And, you know, I really don't want him to have that bust label with how you know some of these other rookies have looked so far like the Thompson brothers <clears throat> for example speaking of one of the Thompson brothers uh and the team that he plays for with the Houston Rockets i just have them low because um although they're very exciting to watch uh along with some of the other team younger teams um i just think they will have some chemistry issues because they don't really have like Really that veteran leadership, they're straight up all like 20-year-olds pretty much. And uh, I don't know, not to say they can't figure it out because the Thunder kind of figured it out as well. And um, they, you know, figured it out or did all right. Um, so I don't know. I, I'm i kind of intrigued to see what they do with this year because it kind of could determine their future coming up. Because they do have all these young guys. And, um, you know, we could maybe see them start cutting some off to try and, like, make moves forward or, you know, I don't know. I, that would be extreme, obviously, this year. But I just, I'm excited to see where they finish up. But I think they'll be low, unfortunately. (laughs) Um, And then at 13, I have the Jazz. The Jazz, I just... I think they had a fun little year last year where they almost made the playoffs. But I think that kinda comes to an end with how well some of these other teams are doing. Um I I could I don't know. The Jazz could maybe keep Lari and try and make moves forward. I just think they're in the difficult position of being a small market team and um being in a rebuild, especially with solid players, because they could either trade Laurie and, you know, figure out what's next for them or they could keep him and then try and get a quick rebuild in, you know, a quicker rebuild than what they're what they have right now. But I just I don't know. It's hard to tell with what they have going on. But yeah, I from there I would like to give, you know, a few uh predictions. I think Luka will win the MVP um because I think he has to do it sometime. I think there's going to be like severe voters fatigue with like Jokic. Um I there's like a few players like I could see like Steph maybe having a push for MVP. If uh, the Celtics keep up what they're doing, Jason Tatum could have a legitimate um, argument. Um, But I think the Celtics have to stay consistent for Jason Tatum to even be in the talks. I would love to, like I said, see Zion kind of push for that because um, Zion's just incredible when he's out there. Um, But, you know. I brought up Jokic. Jokic is always going to be difficult to not have up there with how well he plays consistently Um, with all the triple-doubles, how well the team does, especially when he plays. He's just kind of exceptional. Um, I do think uh, defensive player of the year is always so difficult because I do not like how they... Determined defensive player of the year. Um, I don't know. It's it always feels so random. Um, I don't know. We usually see like some player kind of emerge l- later in the year. I kind of want to f- say it'll be a guard this year, um, kind of like what we saw with Marcus Smart. Um, but I don't know. It like. I really could see it being like Wemby, or like like Wemby or Chet, just because they're exciting and fun. Um, but you know, you have like some defensive asper- experts out there, like constantly like Jaron Jackson or Nick Claxton. You know, some former winners, Gian- Giannis. Uh, you know, defensive player of the year is always tough. Um, Rookie of the year is also gonna be tough with. Uh, Chet and um, Wembenyama. I think it'll go Wemby um, mainly because of just all the hype he has. It's gonna be very easy for voters to just vote for him. Um, you know, I don't want to say maybe not because it'll be deserving, but I think if Chet has to have a spectacular rookie year, and then maybe like he'll have like a argument over Wembenyama. But I think Wemby, you know, from the second he touched a regular season court, assuming, you know, neither get injured too. Um that'll be a big thing too. But I would like to uh give my last little guess on who the potential uh coach of the year will be and that uh, I mean, I don't want to play this, but if the Spurs make the playoffs, it'll be Popovich. I feel like, um, I don't think there's any way not to give it to him, but I feel like that'll kind of be because of Wembenyama. Not to say it's maybe not deserving, but, um, I think that's just kind of, kind of, uh, where they stand with uh everything um i kind of think jason kidd could possibly get it if the mavs continue um where they're at right now and uh yeah i don't know maybe I don't know. That's Those are kind of – the coach of the year is always weird because it pretty much is, like, either the number one team. So it could be, like, uh, Mike Malone or um, whoever is the number one team in the East. But I don't think that's always necessarily what should be coach of the year. I think it should be, like, the coach that matched the ex- – or – exceeded expectations and you know that usually that coach is in the finalist but um I don't think they win all the time or win enough of the time so uh that's another big one on what will happen but I will give an n b a one i probably won't give them um as much as maybe football because football goes week by week and uh n b a there's Each team plays two to three times a week, maybe four times. Um, So I there's just so, you know, can't go week to week. But I do want to get them out like every two weeks or something. Um, You know, I will be having another one near Thanksgiving and we'll be talking a little bit about this in season playoff um, further around that time. So, yeah, Uh, thanks for tuning in. i will see you guys next time talking about nfl and uh yeah with that i will be uh signing off see you later